Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, just a guy who's trying to live a great life and learn the best way to live it. This show is for the everyday human being that feels exactly how I feel, and every week I'll be bringing you weekly episodes on how to get better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, so you can have a great mental diet. Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, and I'm back with another episode. This week's episode is talking about something very interesting, which I've been sitting with lately, which is that we don't have any rites of passage, especially as men in our Western culture. So what happens is there's a lot of man boys walking around and including me for a very long time, a very, very long time, where I didn't feel like I was a mature, masculine man. And the reason why is because nobody ever showed me. Nobody ever showed me. And that is a very interesting thing to sit with. And I've been reading this book that I think every man should read. It's called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. And it's called Rediscovering the Archetypes of the Mature Masculine. I think men and women should read this book to really understand that we are in a crisis of masculinity. And there's not a whole lot of examples these days of healthy, masculine, mature energy. There's a lot of what's called boy energy, boy psychology, and boy psychology is domination, um, competition, trying to, especially the way they treat women, the way that they treat other men. It's like dog eat dog. And when you come across a mature man, a mature masculine man, and I know a few in my life, they are more about collaboration. They are nurturing. They are protective. And I always think about my favorite movies. And a lot of a lot of men's favorite movies, like Lord of the Rings, big one for me, and I could talk deeply about that. There's so many examples in that movie of healthy masculinity. And I it's one of the reasons why I love it so much. So for example, this this book, King. Well, the king energy in Lord of the Rings is Aragon. He always treats women well, always treats his friends well, and is going after his destiny, which is to become the king of Gondor. Even though he has doubt, he he eventually goes after and eventually becomes the king of Gondor and does what he needs to do. The warrior archetype, if you watch Lord of the Rings, is somebody called Boromir. Now, Boromir is willing to basically go down fighting no matter what, even when the odds are against him, he's willing to go down fighting, even if it means taking his own life. Sorry, not taking his own life, his own life being taken. And he went down fighting, trying to protect Merry and Pippin, the hobbits. And he was peppered with arrows and he still kept fighting until he couldn't fight anymore. And I think every man wants to be that guy, to be the man that that is willing to die on that hill, to willing to do everything for his family, doing everything for what he believes in. Another example of the the warrior would be Russell Crowe in Gladiator or King Leonidas in 300. So, for example, the scene which a lot of men 
quote, and it's just epic, is the scene where the gladiator is surrounded in the gladiator arena. And the emperor, who he knows, killed the old emperor and wants him dead, is like, tell us your name, gladiator. Tell us your name. And he's got a helmet on. And he's facing away from the emperor and he takes the helmet off and he turns around and he says exactly who the fuck he is. His name, I'm a, I'm a husband to a murdered wife, the father to a murdered son, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. What is so powerful about that scene is he is a slave. The emperor has all the power, but he's like, I'm going to say who the fuck I am at the risk of everything at the risk of absolutely everything, his life, everything. And the crowd goes wild because they see him. He basically is, is so exposed and he is so seen and he doesn't know what's going to happen next, but he doesn't shrink. He doesn't cower. He says who the fuck he is, even at the risk of losing everything. King Leonidas in 300, same thing. He goes out with 300 warriors knowing full well that they're all going to die. All of them. But he goes out anyway to protect his land and protect these women and his children. That's the warrior archetype. That's the archetype that all men have within us. But a lot of us not living in that way at all. The magician, Gandalf, Dumbledore, I imagine an older, more mature masculine energy. Somebody who's a guide, just like Gandalf is to Frodo in Lord of the Rings. The older mentor, the kind of magical one. The one who's got some mystery surrounding them. And the lover. The lover, for me in the Lord of the Rings, is Sam. He's such a lover of his friend. He, he literally carries Frodo up Mount Doom, and his love for his friend is so deep and so profound that it, it transcends all the darkness. All the darkness, Frodo would not have been able to destroy the ring without Sam. And I get emotional about it. Even, even right now, I'm getting emotional about it <clears throat> because we all need a Sam, but we also... We all need to be a Sam in our lives, especially with other men. We all need to support our friends and love them and do everything we can to be the best possible friend. And these archetypes, we don't have a lot of healthy examples in popular culture of these archetypes. We don't. We have a lot of young men looking up to people who are talking about being a high-value man. But what, what they think of being a high-value man is somebody who gets a lot of women, who never shows weakness, never shows vulnerability, never cries in front of a woman, never really cries or asks for help and is just kind of stoic and just pushes through it. All the greatest men I know cry and ask for help and ask for support from their brothers, from other men just like they did for thousands and thousands of years in different tribes, different communities. 
that as a as a culture in the western culture what are our rites of passage how does a how does a boy become a man well this is how i've heard stories about this the father or the brother or the uncles or the older guy who take the kid to a bar and be like, hey you're a man now you can drink a beer that means you're a fucking man or they'll take them to a strip club. Now you can look at naked women, and this is how we're going to treat women. This is this is your example. Here's your example of being a man, son. Here he is, looking at fucking strippers. Looking at fucking strippers. I've even heard stories about men taking their sons to brothels. Hey, this is what it means to be a man. Shit gets me fired up fired up because like what the fuck what are we doing in other cultures around the world there's there's cultures where the maasai culture i'm pretty sure you have to go kill a lion with your bare hands with spears and that's how you become a man that's obviously a bit extreme that's that's pretty hectic we don't need to do that but there's three stages of a rite of passage that I was researching here. There's separation. You're going alone, no friends or family. They send a boy up into the mountains to go on like a vision quest or something like that. There's the transition. You'll be taught some new knowledge to become a member of a new group, plus bravery and endurance are required. So basically, you are the boy, you you are isolated, you are taught something by a group of older men, which might require some kind of bravery or some kind of pushing out of your comfort zone. And after that is achieved, there's the reincorporation, recognizing and honoring what you went through when you return. So there's some cultures that I've heard of in Africa, for example, where the boy will leave the village, he'll spend a week with all the older men, and when he returns, all the women pretend not to know who he is, and he has to reintroduce himself. But he's reintroducing himself as a man. If you want to become the man, you have to let the boy die. And there's a lot of boys running our world. There's a lot of boys in popular culture. And I have been that way for many, many years in, in, in different aspects, like I've felt like a little boy around what I call real men. And you come, when you come across a real man, you can feel it, a healthy masculine man that knows who he is. And when you come across them, you know what I'm talking about. Both men and women listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. They are few and far between. It might be your father if you are very lucky. It might be a, a family member or a friend or it might be a stranger where sometimes you, they enter the room and there's something about them you can't quite put a finger on. But I read this quote in this book. It said, boys are scared of powerful women and real men. And I've felt that before. A lot of boy psychology, boys that I, that I know that are in 30-year-old bodies, 40-year-old bodies, they're attracted to girls as in not mature feminine energy women, they are attracted to girls that suppress their feminine, that do not, have not embodied it yet, have not 
explored it, sat with it, integrated it, so that it just ends up being a boy and a girl in a relationship. And I, I've been that guy. I've felt it. I've felt it myself, and I'm, I'm working through it currently, and I'm, I'm sitting with it. I'm like, okay, where do I feel still feel like a boy at 31 years old? A lot of areas I feel like a man. But there's, after reading this book, and just I'm just starting it. I haven't even finished it yet, but it's just I'm learning about rites of passage and initiation, and I just feel quite sad for a lot of men in our society and a lot of men in culture in the Western world. It's like we don't have that. Where did that go? We have pseudo-initiations, like going to a stripper's, drinking a beer for the first time, going to Vegas. That's not initiation. That's not being a man. So I ask you what, what you think being a man is. And to, to explore that, whether or not you're a woman or you're a man listening to this, what is being a man? I think it's being caring. It's being all the things I said, being a king, a warrior, a magician, and a lover, all in one, all of those things. That's why when I, when I see that, I'm like, and there's a reason why, going back to the Lord of the Rings, why I feel so deeply about it. I, I was like, ever since I was a kid, and I'm realizing that there's all these healthy masculine archetypes throughout that movie, Legolas and Gimli, they're very different. They're so different and they don't like each other. Dwarves and elves don't like each other in Middle Earth, in this world. And I just think of Israel and Palestine right now. I just imagine an Israeli man and a Palestinian man becoming friends despite all the pain, all the suffering. And there's a, there's a line in the movie, and, and they're facing death. And Gimli says, I never thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. And Legolas looks down at him. He's like, what about side by side with a friend? It's like, we need more of that. It feels like the world is trying to separate us at times. But we're all connected. Men and women, we're not separated. We are two halves of the same coin. We're supposed to work together. And men, we're also supposed to work together. Women are supposed to work together. Men and women are supposed to work together. And men are supposed to work together and uplift each other and collaborate and to talk about what they're struggling with. I get really passionate about this because a lot of my clients, when I'm coaching them, especially when they're going through these ketamine infusions, and they've, they're very in very shame-based states. They're very low-based states. They don't want to be here anymore. It's very sad. And I've had multiple men now, when I'm coaching them, being like, you're the only guy I talk to about this stuff in my life. And there might be 35, 40 different ages. And I'm like, man, why is, why the fuck is this a thing? Why are these men suffering in silence? Why are most suicides men? That's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I feel called to lead men back to their own heart, back to their own home within themselves so that they can look after women and they can look after society and they can protect and when they see the wrong thing and they see boys being boys and causing harm to people, 
because of their immature masculinity, they can call it out. I'm very passionate about it. It's what I see myself doing with my life long-term in every area of my life, going to different industries, different places, and helping men realize that you can be a vast spectrum. You can play the piano. You can grow flowers. You can be. You can jump in the MMA ring. You can protect and provide and nurture and look after. You can be a king, a warrior, a magician, and a lover all in one. A lot of men out there just want to be a warrior. They just want to be a king. If you just want to be that, they end up being a tyrant. They end up being a dictator. They want power without the love. So I, I challenge you listening to this. If you've made it to this point, I challenge you to read this book. It's, it's very powerful. But I also challenge you to think about, were you initiated into being a man if you're a man? And if you're a woman listening to this, masculine energy is not the enemy. So It feels like the world sometimes is against men. And it's like, oh, well, you're a man. You've had everything for thousands of years. Yeah. I think the patriarchy, when women call the patriarchy, the patriarchy, and when they go down that route, it is them talking about an immature form of masculinity that causes harm and suffering and is rooted in fear and is not rooted in collaboration. It's rooted in power and keeping other people down. Real mature masculine energy is not about that. And if you've met mature masculine men, they're very safe, very caring, and they do the right thing. And that's the man I strive to be every single day. And that's the man I want to help other men to learn to be in their lives every single day. So you can make the world a better place. We can make it safe, especially for women. I was thinking about doing a video and posting on my YouTube and asking men, and I challenge you listening to this is, if you're a man, you're listening to this, how do you want women to feel when they're in your presence? For me, the answer is I want them to feel safe. But for me to, for that to occur, I have to feel safe within myself first. That's why the inner work is so important. That's why learning about these different archetypes and finding out where you feel there is, there is immaturity in you or that you haven't explored parts of yourself and learned about yourself. If you haven't learned to defend yourself as a man, I think that's very important. Weak men are very scary. Weak men as in psychologically weak where they're very scared. Fear causes harm. But if you are a dangerous man, a man that can defend himself, that doesn't want to do harm. Dangerous in the sense of, hey, I can protect myself and my family if somebody wanted to do something. And that is actually what creates safety. The ability to, to know in that space. That's why I love martial arts. That's why I love Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It gives you an opportunity to become a dangerous man, but it actually makes you more safe and more peaceful because you realize that it's a power that is given to you and you don't want to use it to harm or hurt anybody. But if I, if you had to, it's there. So I want to get this out there. I want, I'm going to talk about it more. I hope this episode finds you well. I look forward to sharing more about this and more about my journey about uncovering things about myself. Sometimes I feel like this mental dietitian podcast that I started 18 months ago now, 
is like a, a therapy session in a way. But I know a lot of you get value from it too. And if you do get value from it, please share it with somebody. Please help the show grow. I'd really appreciate it. I'd love, I'd love that. I'd love more people to listen to this message because I think it's important. I think it's important because it's coming from my heart and I'm not, there's nothing scripted about this. I didn't even know what I was going to say. I just sat down, pressed record, and this came out. So I love you guys, wherever you're at, if it's morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, lots of love to you. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. If you found any value at all, please share this with a family member or a friend or just a guy or a gal walking down the street, just anybody at all, if you feel like it could help them and benefit them from the conversations that we're having. It would mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. It helps grow the show. It helps the algorithms. And I also do love connecting with my listeners. So please reach out to me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. And my Instagram handle is Aaron Lynch Potter, and that's spelled A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. Thank you so much once again.